0: This episode, we are talking about cults. Jamie breaks down what is a cult exactly, like what qualifies something as a cult and what the different kinds of cults are. This is something that Jamie and I are super into. So we've broken it into two parts for you. So this is part one. Make sure you stay tuned for part two as well. This is Heather Wood and Jamie Hayhurst, and this is the Intuitive Girls Guide. Hey, Jamie, I think we should do an episode or maybe two on our love for cults. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think it's going to end up being two episodes, actually. <laughs> There's a lot to say.
0: You're my favorite cult expert. So I'm really excited. Will you, um, will you break it down? Like, let's, let's have a conversation about it because not only is it interesting, but it feels kind of like really relevant at this time. What do you think?
1: Yeah, so exactly. And let's definitely talk about it. Let's jump into it. But um, I think cult, I mean, I think being calling me an expert may have been a little <laughs> kind on your part, but I am like obsessed with them. I'm, I am I find them so intriguing. Um, and I think that it, it really does relate to intuition and how we deal with ourselves, um, how we feel about ourselves and how we listen to our own voice that I I think that it's really important to talk about it. Like, especially now with the the climate and the culture that we live in now, I think it's important. Yep, 100%. All right. So so this is going to be like, I have a lot of facts and a lot of information, but I also want it to be a conversation because first of all, it's just something that you and I love to talk about. But also I think that, I think we have to go beyond just the facts of it. Like, you know, like for instance, Like I'm going to give you the meaning of a cult. Like where does a cult come from? What does it mean? That's good to know, but we need to know also like how it really looks in our society. Yeah,
0: I'm really excited about that. I really, I'm very, I think most excited to hear like what the quote unquote qualifications are, because I feel like I walk around and think that seems kind of culty to me. And it's like not something that
1: maybe would be considered a cult to most people. Right. Well, I think that there are certain characteristics that line up with those of a cult. It might not meet like the legitimate actual definition, but I, for some reason, I think our culture is really, I, I think it finds itself very entangled with the, the characteristics of a cult, even if it's not like a legit one that we uh, we are tending to lean towards like obsession lately,
0: yeah, and you know, when you mix that with a culture that really values ego and does not value intuition, you kind of have a recipe for disaster, I
1: think. Right, exactly. And especially when you're a society and like a planet that's changing, like we're, you know, as we've talked about, we're in the age of Aquarius, all this stuff, like everything's like literally shifting and changing. Mm-hmm. I think it's natural to get a lot of people who cling they cling to things. They don't want to let things go. And so that's sort of ripe for the taking for people who want to take advantage of people. Yeah, that's a really excellent point. You know, mm-hmm. so all right. Well, let's start with the the there are two definitions of a cult. One okay. is like the old, the original cult, which is um, which involves religious devotional practices. Mm-hmm. Um So they would be used like you would, they would be related to like a particular figure or a particular person in a religion. Um, So usually it used to refer to like a Catholic saint or like um, there also was like the imperial cult of ancient Rome. Um,
0: There were were cults for like
1: Catholic saints. Yeah. So for example, the example here is like in 680 AD in Northern England, there was the cult of St. Cuthbert. So it was basically like a group of people who really admired but then sort of idolized one particular saint for something that that saint did. So they would have like religious relics of this like Saint Cuthbert or whoever else they had a cult about. But back then it wasn't this obsessive, crazed I mean, certainly it was like their favorite. They put all their energy towards this one saint, but it wasn't this sort of like fringe group. It wasn't something like that before it had, it had a different, more religious meaning then. It sounds kind of like a fan club. Yeah. Or like, or people who are really devout, devoutly religious. And they then sort of put all of their energy onto like one specific person, probably for the thing that they were sainted for. They probably had a tie to that. Okay. Um, So it feels like when I think about it, it feels more, it feels a little less like crazy, if you will. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it feels a little saner, a little bit more like appropriate.
0: Okay. So the OG cults were not so like fanatical and, um, you know, blindly following. It, It was more of like kind of specializing in
1: what you're learning about. Exactly. Okay. Got it. Yeah. But now we have the modern meaning of cults, which is not that. It, it does still oftentimes have to do with religion, but it's a social group that's defined by its unusual, either religious, spiritual, or, or philosophical beliefs, or by its common interest in a particular personality, object, or goal. Um, okay. This the like the terminology is controversial. You can look up cult and find like a lot of different exact definitions. But they all do have that string of fanaticism in them that it's like a very over the top obsession about something. Mm. Um, The word cult is usually used as a pejorative, like it's not used as a compliment. It's usually (laughs) like now we use it as as sort of a slight towards a group of people.
0: Right. Like, oh, that that group of people aren't really thinking for themselves. That's when I would maybe use that term.
1: Exactly. So, it um, uh, what I liked was when I read somewhere that it said that it it usually relates to the idea of excessive devotion, which I mm. think is really accurate for how people, how you think of people in cults now is that like they're not only interested in something, they don't just love something, but it's excessive in their in their feelings about it. Yeah. And
0: you're probably going to get to this in a second, but is there also the aspect of like, maybe one person with too much power or like the group dynamic
1: of, um, you know, we all follow this? Like, is that part of the cult definition? Yeah. So there's always one person um, that's sort of in charge and sort of fixing how the group operates. There's always one person. Um, Gotcha. Another word that that you might hear when you're talking about cults is high control group. Um,
0: Ooh,
1: yeah, and, I've heard that before. Okay. And that's also what's used. Um, people, It's more of like a psychological term, whereas cult is sort of now like taken by our society and used sort of all over the place for different things. High control group would be more of like the psych, psychology term for it, but it's also used like... We'll talk about it later, but um, in the documentary "The Vow," mm-hmm. uh, they talk about how one of the one of the people in that documentary how they were they were so resistant to leaving the cult that when they heard that word they wouldn't even like they just shut down they were so defensive of like of course I'm not in a cult. And when someone started using the word, you're in a high control group, just go look up high control groups, just look those up. And it was like a dawning moment for him because it didn't have that, like that negative connotation of the word cult. And it was a safe enough word with exactly the same meaning. It's the same exact thing, but it's, it's like a safe enough term. So people usually use that when they're trying to like, like extricate someone from a cult
0: oh, that's fascinating. And I love the vow and everything about learning about the Nixium cult. So I can't wait to go into that more. But yeah, I I think that makes a lot of sense. Like someone saying, oh, you're in a cult feels almost silly, but
1: someone saying, oh, you're in a high controlled group. Oh, am I? (laughs) Right. Exactly. I mean, you're, you're instantly going to be defensive if someone says you're in a cult, even if you, even if some red flags have been raised and you're, you've been thinking about it and it's somewhere in the back of your head. If someone says cult, you're going to instantly be defensive. Exactly. So, um, all right. So that's the, that's the, those are the standard definitions of cult. Okay. And now we're going to move into what are the different types of cults. Now this is where I learned a lot because I just thought it's generally just like someone who's obsessed with religion or obsessed with controlling people, which it is always about controlling people, but, mm-hmm. um, there are actually a lot of subgroups of different types of cults. Interesting, and I think until
0: I started learning about the Nexium cult, I really did also think that they were
1: mostly just religious. Right, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have really thought outside of that. So that makes sense. Right, even Scientology, which isn't actually religious, but right. like posed as a religion. Um, exactly, of it. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to go through these. Some of these are going to ring a bell. We can like definitely go over which ones like they remind us of. But after this, we will go like further in depth into some. I think I picked like five or six specific cults that we can talk about. Nexium being one of them. Scientology awesome. being another. Awesome. Um, OK. All right. So the first type is Eastern religious cults. So um, these are cults that exploit Eastern religion and culture. They claim nirvana and enlightenment. So that would be like they would use the religions of Hinduism, Buddhism, Sikhism or Sufism. So they would use like they would sort of hide themselves under the guise of those religions and they would sell the ideas of nirvana, which is like, you know, like perfect afterlife enlightenment. Um, and And that's how they would get people into their group would be through those type of ideologies. I feel like those were big in the seventies. Like Mm -hmm. that was the the thing then. Exactly. Agreed. Um, And then there's Western religious cults. So those are cults that are marked by the belief of a God or some higher being. Um, But they call in the ideas of salvation, a perfect afterlife. Um, And then they're often sometimes combined with an apocalyptic view. So that would be like... um, like a Jehovah Witness? Exactly. Okay. That's a Jehovah's Witness type of group that says it's religious. It's a, the, the obsession is with God and it threatens this apocalyptic world, like the world ending. So you need to be safe.
0: Are there any religions that don't promise a perfect afterlife?
1: Mm, not to my knowledge. I don't think so. Okay. Just throw in that little... No and that's something that we can talk about too either now or later it's like so where do you draw the line right like
0: yeah well that's that was my next thought like okay if this is part of it like this this promise of a perfect afterlife then wouldn't kind of like all religion fit
1: into the category a bit right so i think it's going to come down to like the actual characteristics of um that we'll go over but like you can leave the roman catholic church you know what i mean Right. You're not going to get fair gained or your family isn't cut off
0: for you or whatever. Okay.
1: That makes sense. Okay. Okay. So the next one would be um, a political racist or terrorist cult. So that's fueled by belief in a changing society in revolution or overthrowing a perceived enemy to get rid of evil forces. So I hope this is already ringing some bells for some of you. <laughs> The leader professes to be all-knowing and all-powerful. Um, in some cases, the members may be more drawn to an extreme ideology rather than the leader. So, mm-hmm. some people who like, if they feel disenfranchised, if they feel like they don't like the way their their life is going or their country is going, they might glom on to certain groups like this. They might not necessarily love the leader, but they love the idea behind like the change and the revolution. Okay. I'm getting
0: serious QAnon vibes, but also serious like Hitler
1: vibes. Exactly. It, exactly. I, I got like big MAGA QAnon vibes here. Like the mm-hmm. people. So, and the, well, then we keep going. So it says these groups tend to operate in secret cells. Um, some of the individuals are armed and engaged in violent activities. Um, And members consider themselves an elite group, ready to go to battle. Ah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) No, there are a lot of sort of subsects in our country that fall into this group, and you—they would never call themselves a cult. I, before reading this, probably wouldn't have called them a cult, but that. Yeah, I I would have
0: said like extremist or something instead of cult, but that it's probably kind of the same
1: thing. It is when you're that sort of like rabid over the idea that you can't, you refuse to change your mind, then it sort of changes from, it changes into cult-like mentalities.
0: Yeah. Cause you start
1: kind of like blindly following. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So the next one is human potential or mass transformation cults. Ooh. So these are motivated by a belief in striving for the goal of personal transformance and personal improvement. Now this is the one that I would fall into if I was ever going to like be a victim of a cult. This would be <laughs> where I would fall in. So, And I should have said this at the beginning, like, like there's no judgment. I don't think like, I mean, I think that some of the ideologies of these are awful and all of the leaders of cults are awful. But the people who are drawn into cults, I think it's, and we'll get into it when we talk about, like, who may be more likely to to join a cult. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's as simple as saying, like, I would never fall for that, you know?
0: Agreed. I, I think my criticism and even snarkiness that will come out about cults is directed at the people who are running them. Right. Not necessarily the people who fall into them, because I know we'll talk about this later, but watching the vow about the nexium cult you and i were both texting like i think we might have been brought into this cult at some point
1: right I mean, there were, like, like, important. right i mean we would have jumped out there were there were certainly points where we would have been like oh hell no but no. Right. but
0: also only if we were together don't like we talked about that too and i don't want to i don't want to like tangent us here but like some people are in it with people who like we're born into these cults and stuff. So like it's a you have to suspend your own like point of view a bit, don't you think? I
1: I agree. a 100%. Mm-hmm. So these these human potential cults um the leader is a self-proclaimed um either like a super therapist or a super life coach and they claim to have unique insights um And they make themselves seem sort of omniscient, like like they like they're all knowing. They know everything. They know better. They put make themselves seem like a guru. I was just going to use that word. That was
0: the word on the tip of my tongue. Like when you've got one guru
1: that like whatever they say goes. Mm -hmm. Red alert. Right. Exactly. And so these groups um, sometimes practice techniques. That include group encounter sessions, intense probing into personal life and thoughts, um, altered states brought out by hypnosis and other trance-inducing mechanisms. Um, So it's basically like making people very vulnerable, like digging into their life, their trauma, making them very vulnerable. And then when they're there, sort of like grabbing onto them and, and dragging them into this life. Uh-huh. Absolutely. It's, it's using tools that, um,
0: you know, I, I watch many of these things and I'm like, I'm trained in some of these tools and I'm watching people use them very destructively. Cause if you're, if you want to, you could, it's not that hard. Right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And it all, it all seems like, um, groups like this make it seem like it's about the person it's about the member. So, It's hard to believe in the beginning that they would be taking advantage of you because they're saying, Well, we just want you to be better. We want you to be the best person you can. We want you to be the best salesperson on the job. You know, we want what's best for you. So why would you even be suspicious of that at first? Yeah,
0: it's like the, it's like the bait and switch, right? I feel like Scientology, I think of that too, like. Let's get you in with some of these techniques that like aren't even ours, by the way, and right you on bettering yourself right. and then boom, you're trapped in a cult.
1: <laughs> exactly. And then it's too late. And then, right. It, right. Then your life is destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the next one are multi-marketing cults. Mm-hmm. These cults are sustained by the belief in attaining wealth and power, status, and quick earnings the leader asserts that they have found like quote the way, like I know this way to get you to this end goal that no one else knows about. Mm -hmm. Um, Some commercial cults are crossovers to political and religious cults, which I think is important to note, like that a lot of times, like these multi-marketing cults are, you think you're just talking about one product or you're doing one thing, but you're actually getting flooded with information. Like, religious information or political information that you don't even know.
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Yeah. yeah. And I feel like this is the sneaky cult. Yes. I mean, I, they're all sneaky, but this is the sneakiest cult in my opinion. I agree because you're actually selling something in these, like it, you're actually doing something. You're actually selling something. You're probably making money doing it. And if it's, if you're not with the right company or you're not working with the right people, it gets really tricky. And all of a sudden, like you may have spent a ton of money on a product or you may, you may be like looking around at me and being like, I don't believe what any of these people believe anymore. I mean, are they forcing your hand in some of these groups? Maybe they are. Yeah. I mean, you, you invest time
0: and money and put yourself out there to promote, you know, these products. And I feel like a lot of these cults really like look for moms who are in desperate need of connection, who are, can't work nine to five hours and and, like they suck them in. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) And by the time you have
1: that, wait a minute moment, you're in. Agreed. I I agree with you. And then, and you've invested a lot of money and time and you've put yourself out there and like asked all your friends to buy all your stuff. And then it's hard to like backtrack out of that.
0: And don't you feel like too, that it, it's like you really kind of understand a bit why people kind of turn a blind eye to a lot of stuff or like maybe something that from would be a red flag looking from the outside, like somebody in and like invested and connected like that, like, that would be really
1: hard to realize. I agree. I think it's very hard. Like when you've put yourself out there invested in something, it's hard to say, no, stop. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. Like this doesn't make sense. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so it says, um, members are encouraged to participate in costly and sometimes lengthy seminars. Um, and, Practices and influence techniques are included. Um, they, they use lots of guilt and shame, peer pressure, financial control, and um, what they call like magical thinking. So that's sort of like, I know the way to the top, I know the way to get you to success. Um, I think it's a really slippery slope. I do too. And I
0: feel like I'm trying to be like careful while I talk about it, which always makes me want to like call myself out when we're on the podcast. And I'm like being careful. Yes, But again, if, if this is like hitting you funny, we're not talking to the people who are like sucked into it. right? (laughs) We're not being critical of that. We want the information out there, but it's more just like, like listen to Jamie's points and go like, could this be, could this be happening where I am? Right. Right. Yep. And if it is, it's okay to start asking questions. Right. And it's okay to like, go, wait a minute, what happened here? Because this information was not out there. I don't think, I still think there's a real lack of information out there about cults, especially in like multi-level marketing stuff. So just keep an eye out. And also like some, uh, some, sometimes the way these multi-level marketing companies work, um, you don't have any connection to anyone who like actually works in the company. <laughs> like, right. Exactly. These are just other people who are maybe, you know, not super educated or have a different agenda possibly coming in sometimes on a power trip and like ruling a, their quote unquote downline, you know? So you, there's
1: just so much room here for problems is my point, I guess. Right. And maybe to your point. So, if your hackles are up i think that like we said in that karen the karen episode that if your hackles are up it's probably because it's something that you need to look at and that's hard like you said but it's probably for a reason we're not necessarily saying that every single mlm is a cult i do i think that's true no do i think that there are characteristics and tendencies in mlms yes i will 100% say that and i think that it's just something that you need to be aware of.
0: Yep, just to protect yourself. Just the same way that you you were saying like high controlled group feels more comfortable, I'm just going to propose that we say like there's a cult and then could something be acting a bit culty. Yes,
1: right, exactly.
0: <laughs> like maybe look at it like that.
1: Agreed. I agree with you. I think that's a good way to look at it. Okay. Um this next subcategory I I don't love um, or maybe I just don't know of many like this, but it's the new age cults. And you know how I know how we don't like that name. Anyways, new age, Uh, no. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but these are sort of founded in the belief of the, of like the you are God philosophy that like everything is about you and you are God um, in the, in this like power through internal knowledge, um, wanting you to know the future or to find a quick fix. Often the leader presents herself or himself as mystical an ultra spiritual being a channeler, a medium or a superhero. Um, mm-hmm. This from like when I was reading about this and, and, and writing this out, I was thinking a lot of the guy that did the, um, the Bikram yoga. Yes. Yes. Right? Like, so he yeah. abused a lot of women in his yoga practice. Um, and he oh, so was, it was, so like, sure. was that technically a cult? I'm not sure. I don't know enough about it, but was it really awful and disgusting and gross? Yes, it was.
0: There is a, I think it's a Netflix documentary about it. I'll fi- I'll find the name of it and put it in the show notes, but um, I watched it and I would definitely say it falls into the cult category. There's, yeah, gross. Um, can I, can I step on a soapbox about this one for a second? Yes. Um, okay this is my PSA this is a soapbox PSA as somebody who is in the spiritual self-help world I do this for a living I'm gonna tell you right now watch for the red flag if if the healer mystic whatever whoever they're presenting themselves as the leader here the owner of the business whatever Mm -hmm. is coming in and saying like I'm gonna do the magical work for you here you go it's done That is not how intuition works. That is a red flag. Now, there's exceptions to that. Like, like like Reiki, for example, if you're like, oh, I'm gonna send you Reiki, like, yes, they're they're actually doing it. They're not trying to trick you, but you also have to be open. And the Reiki is not gonna work if you don't do any work too. But I'm talking about the people who are like, oh, boom, I just picked up a curse, you know, you're gonna have to pay me all this money and I'll remove it, and you're not actively a part of it. Like just Run away, walk away if you get those kind of vibes. Because any kind of work you're doing on yourself should you should be doing most of the heavy lifting. Agreed. Yeah, I love that. All right, off of my soapbox, but like that's culty,
1: so red flag. Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. And at the very least, they're just they're hustling you. Never mind if they actually like sink their claws in and pull you in. Then then it's culty. Yeah. Can we start that hashtag? Like. That's
0: culty or kind of culty.
1: Yes, we can. Okay. Absolutely. Um so this next one is um occult satanic or black magic cults. No. Um I didn't find a l- actual a lot of these historically sort of founded. I think the, the the nearest I could find one was one in the 80s. Um but they're w- like what every stereotype you would think of, like someone practicing black magic um human sacrifices like actual stuff like that um but people sort of animal sacrifice physical and sexual abuse are common um some groups claim they perform human sacrifices um they have lots of sort of bizarre rituals that they do to keep people sort of tied into the group that they think that they've been brought in. They can't break the ritual. They can't break the spell, all of that stuff. Um but really that's gross. it's really gross. It's really dark. I don't I don't I mean I don't know how common they are. There aren't statistics about how common things like that are. I think you're more likely to get like a religious zealot cult. You know what I mean? Like a hyper evangelical type of group. But this I think is more rare. I
0: think it's rare. I think it gives me vibes of, like, cri- like it gives me, like, pissed off Christians vibes. And do you yes. know what I mean? Like, because if you really know anything about the occult or if you listen to our episodes on, like, paganism and witchcraft and stuff, you'll know that none of the stuff that they do has any actual <laughs> tie to anything. So exactly. but it, it really seems like how some Christian religions, I'm thinking especially evangelical view and and try to like skew what that stuff really is. So it kind of gets my hackles up in that direction more
1: than anything else. Agreed. And when I was reading about it, I also was thinking that it felt like a cover up of someone who was just like a mass murderer. Yeah, they're
0: claiming that they're, they're doing satanic rituals or something. Yeah.
1: Right. And it's not really a cult. Like you're you're actually just murdering people and, which is awful, but it's not like, it's not necessarily like this, this controlled group that's brought in and and kept and money is siphoned through them and things like that. Right. It gives
0: me kind of like Charles Manson
1: vibes. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about him too.
0: We'll be right back after this short break.
1: All right, Heather, it's season four. We're here for another season and we still have our favorite sponsor, Restoration Coffee. What coffee are you drinking these days, Jay? It goes back and forth between a Rachel and a Paige.
0: I'm still drinking my Americanos. So if you want a fantastic cup of coffee to go with listening to the IGG or any other podcast that you might listen to, check out Restoration Coffee. You can go to their website. It's restoration-coffee.com. Check it out and tell them that the Intuitive Girl sent you. Yeah, can't go
1: wrong. Hey y'all, it's Jamie with a little shameless self-promotion. We've had a lot of people reaching out asking about distal Reiki. So I wanted to let you all know that, yes, you can book a session with me. If you'd like some distance Reiki, get in touch with me and we will set it up for you. So this is the last subcategory. Um, and it's so a lot of these, if you haven't noticed already, they overlap. Mm. Like the new age one overlaps a little bit with like the human potential one but also then overlaps with like the the eastern religion one you know what i mean like they all sort of go together um this last one is called a cult of personality remember that song from the from the early 90s yeah Um, that's a real thing And, and and this one reminds me of um that like political, like extremist one that we went over that Mm -hmm. reminds us of like MAGA or um, QAnon. Mm -hmm. Just listen to this and see if this sounds like anybody that, you know, (laughs) okay. So it's a, it's a, the leader of a cult. It's a, it's a cult or a leader that arises when a country's regime or more rarely an individual in a political movement uses the techniques of mass media, propaganda, a big lie, spectacle, patriotism, and government-organized demonstrations and rallies to create an idealized, heroic, and worshipful image of a leader. (laughs) Often, through unquestioning flattery and praise, it is often seen in totalitarian and authoritarian countries. Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. That exactly describes uh,
0: the former president. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Donald J. Trump. I will say it. It sounds like Donald Trump, the former president of this country, which you would not call totalitarian or authoritarian. Some people will, but Mm -hmm. they might be more right than we'd like to admit. But, that describes exactly the play that Trump made in this country. And that description was around before all that went down. Okay. Yes. Because <laughs> yes.
0: I feel like you're just describing that.
1: <laughs> yes. Well, that's why people have been so like incensed and scared because historians have seen this play out time and time again. That it usually it's used like for uh, like for someone like Adolf Hitler. Right. It was used here where like we have this idea that it could never happen here. We would never do that. Apparently we would, but we were so like sure of our like freedoms and our safety here that he literally just like walked into the white house and pulled it off. Oh Jesus. Yeah.
0: That's, that's crazy. Cause the one you described before, I was like, Oh, that's what that is. And then you described that one and I was like, Oh wow.
1: Right. So it's like that, that, the the MAGA, the QAnon, that's like that sort of extremist type of cult. The cult of personality would be like the leader. So that would be Trump, the, like the, sort of those two together is where we are now, like trying to f- clean this up. But unfortunately, like that train, like when we talked about in with the extremist cults, that that's why I made a point of saying that Oftentimes it doesn't matter who the leader is because people are so fanatical about the beliefs that that's why we're in the position where we are now is that even though we have a new president, we're moving hopefully forward in a better way. It doesn't matter that Trump's gone. Some people are still so tied up in that fanaticism that it's still a problem. Yeah. And It's interesting that it's
0: it's like the, what do you call it? The cult of personality, right? Because don't you feel like people almost take on like being a part of that as part of their personality, like the followers?
1: Right. Which I think you can say for all cult members, right? Like they become, that becomes a big part of who they are is who am I in relation to this group? Who am I in relationship to God, or or whatever it is that that particular cult is focused on? That's a really good point. It kind of starts defining them a bit, right? You start to like orbit this main idea. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, well, we're gonna come back to to QAnon. Oh, good. <laughs> but <laughs> it had to be said. I mean, that I I couldn't. It had to be said.
0: We're not about sidestepping real stuff. So we're and we're also very open to people sending us feedback and disagreeing. But I mean, seriously, how can you talk about this stuff without calling that stuff out? That would just be irresponsible on our part.
1: Right. And I would be lying about who I am. I'd be a traitor to myself if I was if I was sidestepping around like something that impacted an entire nation. Exactly. Exactly. If
0: you haven't figured it out by now, we are (laughs) anti-Trump.
1: Yes, we are. I'm sure
0: you have not got this far in all of our podcasts, or maybe you just jumped in now. I'm sure you would have clicked off long before you got to this point. I think we're pretty comfortable saying that.
1: Agreed. I'm comfortable saying that. Me too. Okay. So now we're going to get into the characteristics of cults. Okay. I'm really excited for this. So there are a lot of them. So we can, we can buzz through them if you want, we can stop where you want, but um, there are quite a few. So let's. Okay. it.
0: Good. I'm excited. I feel like I want clarity on this. So this is good.
1: Yeah. So we'll go over the the specifics of them, but then at the end, I, I mean, I'll go over it, but I think that it's like very obvious that they're all working towards like goals that these things play out. So we'll just start here. Gotcha. Um So the group displays excessively zealous and unquestioning commitment to its leader Mm -hmm. and whether he, that person is dead or alive, like in the case of Scientology, L. Ron Hubbard is dead. Um, They regard his or her beliefs or ideology and practices as truth and as law Mm. and like above the actual law, it should be noted. Yeah. That gives me Scientology vibes a lot.
0: Like they really think, like police and, um, politicians, unless they support Scientology, right. and, um, I don't know, healthcare workers are like the enemy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it, doesn't, it, 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 their belief supersedes all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Even,
1: even like your own family. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Um, questioning doubt and dissent are discouraged and sometimes even punished. That one makes me feel like a lot of things are culty. (laughs) Right. And I think we should talk about like punishment that that's not just like a physical punishment. Like there's deprivation that happens. There's isolation that happens. If you don't toe the line, then um, you are punished if if you, if you break the rules inside of a cult. Would you say that like bullying would qualify there as punishment? Definitely. Yeah. Like you're sort of ostracized from the group. Like if you don't, If you don't go along with everything, then all of a sudden there's like, you know, sort of like this mean girl mentality will happen where you'll be sort of gossiped about or talked about or ostracized. I have seen that with my eyeballs. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, So mind altering practices um, such as chanting, speaking in tongues, denunciation sessions like denouncing other people, other gods, other things in this life um or debilitating work routines are used in excess and serve to suppress doubts about the group and its leaders. The leader, and this is key, you're gonna see that this is where the, the real work of cults starts to happen. The leader manages sleep, food, and work schedules to keep the members susceptible. Yeah. Like it's it's loss of control Mixed with fatigue, (laughs) right? Like you're exhausted, you're starving. You are, you have this thing that you're working towards or that, um, or that you want to serve this purpose you want to serve and everything I think gets very jumbled very quickly when you're starved and hungry and tired.
0: Yeah, this is, if, if you're listening and up to this point, you're still in the category of like, I could never fall for a cult. I want you to just think of your discernment abilities when you went through a period of time when you were really tired. Like I'm thinking about being a new mom and how exhausting that is and how you kind of get stripped of so much of your own stuff, right? right? I think you could have probably sold me anything at that point. I was too tired to think. And if you had a solution that was like, oh, this can be better, I can totally see being susceptible. So creating that environment... It's like diabolically genius, really.
1: Yeah, and I think that that's why moms may tend to be more susceptible to like an MLM type of cult or culty atmosphere. Um, I think that that's why college students are sometimes preyed upon by religious cults because they're sort of inherently exhausted and tired um, and probably away from their family. So they're susceptible. I think it's a lot easier. It can happen a lot more easily than a lot of us would like to think.
0: Agreed. And I know we'll talk about the vow later, but, um, that will prove to you if you watch that, just how powerful that is. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, okay. So the next characteristic is the leadership dictates sometimes in great detail, how members should think, act and feel, Mm -hmm. meaning just for some small examples, but it really could be anything. Um, Members must get permission to date, change jobs, to marry, or leaders um, prescribe what to wear, where to live, whether they can have children, how to discipline their children, and so on. That's not even like an exhaustive list. That's like a very short list on the way um, leaders dictate how other people should behave in their group.
0: Yeah, and if you're listening and you hear that as extreme – just like think about how there are like mainstream religions who do that do that. They tell you you can't marry someone of the same gender, for example. Like that's that
1: kind of fits in that category, in my opinion. Or you have to marry someone in that religion. Like you yeah. have to, they have to switch over to your religion. I don't think it's as extreme as as a cult, but it, it's it walks that line. I think.
0: Yeah, maybe not a cult, but definitely kind of culty.
1: Right. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, the group is elitist claiming a special exalted status for itself, of course, for its leaders, but also for its members. Um, so the leader is considered to be like the Messiah, the special being, um, and the group or the leader is on a special mission to save humanity.
0: Yeah. You know what I think about when I think of this, like if the, if the leader person, is, is not presenting themselves as vulnerable in any way. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Ooh, I'm always looking for that. Do you know what I mean by that? Yep. I do. Like, I think of like, obviously when you think of Scientology and you think of like L Ron Hubbard and stuff, like, or David Miscavige who runs it now, right? Like they're presenting as like these all knowing smart beings. So it's like an extreme version of that. But if you're thinking of like, I don't know, I'm thinking of like MLM cultiness Mm -hmm. and I'm thinking like how many of like the company leaders and the really high up people are coming in and presenting themselves as like vulnerable humans and how many are like, I have all the answers. Like that's just a great place to like use these, these tips to go like, "Is, is this some culty behavior here or not?
1: Right. You can use, you can use your own intuition to help you discern, like, does this seem like an actual good leader? Does this seem like someone that's telling me what to do or leading me down the wrong path? Yeah. I've been to seminars,
0: Jay, where the person presenting was like acting like they were perfect. And first of all, I'm not interested in you if that's like, I'm already kind of out, like not even knowing if that's culty. Um, but like, That's a definite red flag, not even just that it's a cult, but that this is not a place where you're going to be valued and that you're going to really have potential to grow.
1: Right. You're not going to learn from someone who's perfect because they've they're making it seem like they've never had to learn anything. Yeah, it's creepy. I don't like it. Agreed. Um, So. And this, this speaks to what we were just talking about, like about the police and the government. The group has a polarized us versus them mentality, which may cause conflict with a wider society. Um, it's used to keep members engaged and isolated from the outside world. Mm. So they're, they're taught that like, well, you can't trust the police or you can't trust the government. You can't trust your boss because they don't know what we know in here. So like, don't deal with them. Don't go to them for help. Don't tell them what we're doing. And then you're very quickly isolated.
0: Absolutely. And and try thinking of that in terms of like being born into that and like having, being raised believing that. That is That is much different than like as an adult adopting that. Not that you can't be brought in there. I'm not saying that, but- right. You know, I think of like Leah Remedy's story with Scientology,
1: like she was brought in as a, a kid and raised with that. Like, how are you supposed to see out of that? Well, and that's how you're, that's how evangelical cults work too, because there's so many children born into that and that's all they see around them. So they don't even know that there's another choice. Yeah. Ugh. You know? Yep. So it, yeah, and they're- it, it, it works. It's an effective strategy. If yes. if you're running something like that, what was that TV show,
0: Jay? Back in like I think it was the early 2000s, where it was this couple
1: and they had like 8,000 children. Oh, um, like like not, something about 19 and counting, counting or something. The yeah.
0: Numbers or is that am I saying? The okay. okay, so I remember watching that show. Um, and seeing that, like, they don't let their kids watch TV, like they can only learn through the religious channel and all this stuff. And I remember just being like, these poor kids, how would they know that there's anything else? Like, they're not being presented with all the information. I get why people
1: or as much as an outsider could get like get like, I get how you would be stuck. Agreed. And I think that that's why when certain religious cults and a group like Scientology, that's why they forbid the use of the internet. Mm. Because Once you have access to the outside world, and you start learning that not everyone lives like this, then these like principles that you've grown up with start to break down. Yeah, right. They're, they're kind of robbing you of the ability to
0: actually critically think.
1: Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So the next characteristic is that the leader is not accountable to any authorities. Again, talking about like outside sources like police, government officials, um, and there's no one to answer to and no one checking them or their behavior. So not only are they not are they not responsible to outside sources, but there's also like no boss. There's no. Even if you think about like a school or a business that would have like a board of directors or a board of trustees or something like that, there's no one to put the leader in check or to keep them in check um, or to sort of like right the ship if it's going off course. It's just that one person and they answer to no one. Yeah. And
0: oftentimes if it's a it's a powerful cult, oftentimes they have enough power to get the police or the FBI or whatever, like off their back.
1: Right, and they have enough money right. that they can pay off certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also see, like in the Nexium cult that we will talk about, like in the vow, that like leaders work really hard at keeping different higher ups away from each other, away from each other, and out of contact with each other, so they don't know what's actually happening in the whole group.
0: Yes, oh, it's so manipulative. It's crazy.
1: Right. So like the isolation isn't just like you from the outside world. It's also you in relation to other people in the group so that you can't even like grab a buddy and be like, Hey, does this seem off? Like what's going on here? Like you're isolated to yourself and the leader really. Right. And even like, I know in
0: Scientology, and I think this is true in a lot of cults too, but, um, if you said, like, if we were both Scientologists and I said to you that I was doubting something, like, it would be, like, your duty to report me.
1: Yes, especially in Scientology, but in other places, too, that, like, you're serving this greater purpose. And that actually leads perfectly into the next one, which is that the group teaches or implies that the ends justify whatever means are necessary. So, like, if you convince someone that they're saving the world, literally or if they're saving themselves from the apocalypse literally they don't care about like regular laws or regular people who don't understand it like not having to answer because like you're you're doing this really heroic life-saving thing gives people the the out of not having to be responsible
0: 100%.
1: It's so masterminded.
0: It's so crazy.
1: Yep. And it's it's also used by the leader to force and manipulate people into doing things they don't want to do like recruiting other members or like asking um outside family members for money to bring into the group. And if if you feel if you have trepidation about that then it's like well, don't you want to save your soul? Don't you want to save the planet? When you put it like that, like, yeah, we do need everyone on board. Yeah, we do need more money. Yeah, bring it in make it happen because the end justifies the means.
0: Exactly. It makes me think of like Jehovah Witnesses where they think like, like if they're, let's say like your own sister is not a Jehovah Witness. They, don't they believe like when you die, you'll never get to see them again? 'Cause they don't get to come to wherever you go.
1: Yeah. Well everyone everyone dies at, at the apocalypse and only the Jehovah's Witnesses survive. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. If your sister doesn't believe, right, then she dies and you don't see her again. Right. Like that's that's using some like real terror. Like that's scary. Yeah, that's super scary right. and super manipulative. Totally. Okay. So the next one is that the leadership induces feelings of shame or guilt in order to influence and control members. Often this is done through peer pressure and subtle forms of persuasion. Um, I think you see that in all cults, but then you start to see like worse versions of that when like in the Nexium cult, which was a, it started as like a personal empowerment cult. Again, we'll go over it, but it became a sex cult, but like they were actually having forms of um, what's it called? Um, yeah. Like blackmail, like you, like collateral, like you had to present collateral. You had to give like nude photos of yourself or tell shameful, embarrassing stories to these people that they would then like air to everybody. If you messed up. Yeah. I can't, that's wait. how you get out of that. I can't wait till we talk about that one because it's kind of
0: is sort of like, it takes so many of the categories that you are describing, and like it, it's like a personal development
1: MLM religion. It's like all of them. It's like this master cult. It's like you, it's like it's awful, but you almost have to be like this is the the crowning accomplishment. Like this is the this is the highest you can get. It's so bad. Yeah, agreed. It's awful. It's, we're, okay. we're lucky it got stopped when it did. I think. Yes, exactly. Um, subservience to the leader or the group requires members to cut ties with family and friend, friends um, and radically alter the personal goals and activities they had before joining the group. So like if you're joining a cult, like your life needs to stop and it needs to then start revolving around the goal of this cult. Yep. I feel like that was a big part of the vow. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and all religious stuff too. Like once, if you join a real true religious cult, nothing exists beyond the word of the Lord and making that known. Yeah, I mean, people kill themselves for the cult. They sure did. They sure (laughs) did. Um, The group is preoccupied with bringing in new members. The group is also preoccupied with bringing in money and making money. Mm -hmm. that's like big in Scientology, like they had to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars per person to like complete the the work of Scientology. Yeah. I I can't wait till we talk about
0: Scientology. I'm
1: obsessed. Obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Um members are expected to devote anordinate amounts of time to the group and group related activities. And I think that's actually like I think all cults do that, but I think when you really get engrossed in one that it's not just most of your time it's all of your time like all of your life revolves around that yeah it's
0: really it's not just discouraged that you don't have anything outside you don't have
1: the ability or time to have anything right right um members are encouraged or required to live and socialize only with other group members. So it's that further like cutting people off, right? Like you don't have time to see your family. You have to do all this stuff with, with the group, but you're also now supposed to like live like in, usually it's like a communal area. Like people tend to live together. So that's all, you know, all you see, all you hear, all you think is the ideologies that are in this group. Yeah.
0: Very, very like uh, an environment
1: that's really, ready to be toxic. (laughs) Right. Exactly. It's, it's, it's ripe with toxicity. Like it's so, I don't get it because it's everything about it is so purposefully toxic. It's so, um, that I don't, I don't personally understand how someone could do that. Like, I don't understand how someone could be that awful Mm -hmm. as to, Create this environment for someone else where literally every single part of their life, every thought they have, every stimulus that enters their life is about this group. It's, it's so, it's terrifying, really. Terrifying is the perfect,
0: perfect word. I think that I spend more time fearing people like Keith Bruneri and David Miscavige than I do like serial
1: killers on the news. like. agree. I, I, I actually agree with you. I, I definitely spend more time worrying about people like that. Um, all right. Where was I? Um, the most loyal members, which are oftentimes called like the true believers feel there can be no life outside the context of the group. And this is important when you're judging someone in a cult, remember this, they believe there's no other way to be and often fear reprisals to themselves or their outside family members. If they leave, or if they even consider leaving the group, they fear retribution. Yeah.
0: It's that whole like completely cut off. Yeah. You know what I I think of, and this is not, this is not like qualifying here, but I, it's, it's a place that I'm always trying to draw the line for myself um, where you're cutting off people in your life because they have like really different beliefs than you. You know what I mean? And usually I'm doing that to protect myself against like extreme beliefs that don't align with what I believe. But I mm-hmm. have that moment of like, is this the right call to cut it off? Like, am I doing it? Like, is this culty?
1: <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Right. like Being overly cautious about it. Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, and but that's like a sign of critical thinking that you're, if you're considering that you're thinking critically about it. True. And I
0: think as long as you're like, willing to question your own stuff. It's mm-hmm. okay to like have boundaries and be like, Oh, I can't be around that person. But like, it, it shouldn't be just like, Oh, this person believes different than me. So forget about them. It should be like, no, they're actually draining my energy.
1: <laughs> Do you know? What I mean? Does yeah. That make sense. Yeah. Like healthy boundaries are one thing, but like isolating yourself is different. Yeah. And I think even just with like social
0: media algorithms, sometimes you get like stuck in these little bubbles where, Um, Mm -hmm. it's just you're just being fed stuff that's in line with like what you already think and I think that's dangerous in itself it's kind of like a reverse cult but it's it's still not good
1: agreed I agree with you and that's what I meant at the beginning that like this culture in this time we are so sort of obsessed with being obsessed like sort of everything is so extreme our thoughts are so extreme and a lot of that is necessary. We're changing, as we've said in other episodes, like we're changing the paradigm. We're, we're changing structures. And so that requires sort of like aggressive, almost like belligerent thoughts, like that, like you have to be like very sure of what you're doing and go full speed ahead. So some of that is called for, but you should also be checking yourself. Like, am I just blindly doing this now? Am I still... Doing this for the right reasons, that type of thing.
0: Yeah. I think that's really incredibly important to do that constant check in that you're talking about.
1: Yep. I don't think that you're allowed to do that in a cult. Like, I don't, I think you're so busy with the information that's coming into you, the work that you're doing for the cult, the sleep deprivation, the food deprivation, that there's no time for you to be like, is this where i want to be does this make sense like is this the is this the smartest safest thing to be doing i don't think that the
0: environment even allows for that agreed and i think that that's one of the first things they try to stomp on of you
1: right agreed so and that leads me to the point of that those thus concludes all of the characteristics of what makes up a cult but it's important to realize that all of these characteristics together encourage isolation and control over the members. So the point is kind of like isolate, break down the person, their ideologies, their life, like their former life, and then control. So isolate, break down, control.
0: Yeah. And where do you think this fits, Jay? Like, I feel like there's this environment that's created, that's kind of competitive, like who's the best believer or closest to the quote unquote guru. And I think it, that kind of makes you blindly do the stuff because you want to be seen as, like, the best, like, or
1: the closest to the guru. Like, oh, the guru said this about me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think it's about, like, that I- idea of, like, ascending or, like, being the best version of yourself. So if, if you're, like, getting special treatment or special praise from the leader, then it it tells you that you're doing better, that you're, you're hitting the goal. You're reaching the goal. We're really subconsciously your e- your ego is just on, on like a full rager. It's like, that's all you're living in is ego. And so that's stroking your ego to be yeah. you know, the teacher's pet. Right. That makes me think of the Bikram yoga guy, because like he right.
0: had these girls competing to be like his number twos and then he would, you know, sexually assault them. <laughs> so
1: that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm right and i think that that's like when we talk about the isolating the breaking down and the control that that it's important to note that all of those steps that you go through to be indoctrinated into these cults they're really just working to cut you off from your intuition absolutely absolutely that's why you got to be you got to
0: be going let me embrace my own intuitive nature
1: all <laughs> right you exactly. have to keep yourself safe mm-hmm that's why when you're talking about like if I'm doing other things like we just said like if we're working on like political goals like we're working on like ending white supremacy or smashing the patriarchy or all this stuff like if you're doing those self check-ins like am I am I really in this fight for the right reasons am I still doing the right thing like that's tapping into your intuition you're still able to like to reconcile like does this make sense does this not make sense and that's that's how you know that you're doing the healthy thing.
0: Yeah. And even
1: just like,
0: how does this feel? How do I feel? Like, do you feel depleted and exhausted and tired and angry all the time? Or do you feel great? Like we don't value that in our culture. And that's intuition, like, like aligning yourself with how you want to feel. And if you're way far away from that red flag.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so that's what describes a cult. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to go over who the characteristics of who might join a cult. Okay, so let's go over them. But let's also talk about that, like, it's not just listen to this with, you know, an open mind because I feel like I too was like super judgy of people who who joined cults. Um, And, you know, like, so here, like one of the characteristics is gullibility. Like you're gullible. Well, yeah, but I mean that you don't, you're, you don't ruin your life. You don't destroy your life and throw everything away because you're gullible. It was more than that, you know? Right.
0: They're not, you're not going to just have one factor here.
1: There's going to be a kind of a
0: cocktail of, of what's going on that you're gonna be sometimes even targeted based on who you are. So yeah, hear it. Try to hear these as like from the point of view of I could totally be sucked into a cult, not I would never be sucked into a cult. I get why you want to think that I did too before I fell down these rabbit holes. Um, but really try to look at it from a different perspective because it's it's helpful.
1: And I also think that behind that judgment that you and I felt about people That did that behind that was fear, that like that it happens way more often than any of us would like to admit. That people have their lives destroyed by things like this, and that it's frightening to think that that could happen to you. Agreed, it is
0: so much better to put your judgy pants on and be like this could happen to me than to be like I remember texting you while I was watching The Vow, going like Jay. We would have joined this,
1: <laughs> right? We would have until we
0: got to the SAS. Oh yeah, once, we right. We'll talk about that. But yeah, once yeah. the stash came in, we were out. But still,
1: right? We would
0: have been yeah. in, in the attack. beginning.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's purposeful. It's 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 in a purposeful attack. So, so these are the characteristics of who made might join. Okay. About. High level of stress or dissatisfaction in their lives. Got it. Lack of self confidence. Gullibility. The desire to belong to a group. I think we can all empathize with those feelings. I mean, so far, none of these are extreme to me. No. Um, naive idealism. So, like, that you really just, like, want the best. You really, like, and that breaks my heart because it's people who really want something better for themselves or for their the world. And to have that be, like, manipulated and destroyed, it just... It makes me sad to think about that. But that idealism is a target for a lot of people. Yeah. And it's that it's that big, squishy empath piece. Right. It's
0: exactly. For that
1: um, Fulfillment. They're looking for fuf- for fulfillment. So the cult would provide something that they're, they feel they're missing in their lives. Um, cultural dis- disillusionment, which would be like those extremist groups that they feel like, you know, this isn't america anymore you know this isn't the world that i remember like that type of thing like that the culture the the place where they live isn't what they thought it was um frustrated spiritual searching i mean kind right? of
0: so far i would put a check mark next to have you ever felt like this i would have put a check mark next to every single one you've said i'll tell you if there's one i wouldn't but so far i'm in for all of them
1: Right. I mean, especially for those like the the Bikram yoga thing, like the the Eastern cults. Like, if you're doing the the patriarchal religions, you're running through Christianity, and, and it doesn't work, and none of them fit for you, and then you find this sort of spiritualist thing, that could really tap into feeling like you're missing the spirituality in your life. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yep. Definitely. And then the last one is just desperation. Yeah you're desperate like i mean and that's that's how they get people who are like outcasts in society they find people who are on like the fringe of a a, a college a group of college kids um are in groups in in like more mainstream religions they find people that are on the fringes of those groups they're desperate to belong and desperate to fit in mm-hmm. um they're taken advantage of absolutely again if you if this was a quiz and it was Have you
0: ever felt like this in your life? I would have said yes to every single one that you said. So again, we got to take our judging pants off. And it's not just so you can feel afraid. It's so that we can look more critically at stuff and stop this culty behavior and
1: catch it where it gets too far. Absolutely. I agree. Okay. So you ready to go over some like quote unquote famous
0: Cults. I am, but you know what? I think this might be a good place for us to stop and then come back and discuss all these cults because I have so much to say about so many of them and I bet that you do. Too. So, should we pick up in the next episode about like deep dive into these cults?
1: Yes, we're going to deep dive the cults and we're going to go over. Um, I'm going to force you all to help me unravel this whole QAnon thing. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited for that because QAnon confuses the hell out of me. It's, it's, there's so many things at play in it that we have to talk about Okay.
0: So listen to this. You just took our quiz. You're susceptible to a cult. And then we're going to come back next week and we'll tell you all the cults and we'll tell you the ones we're obsessed with. And Jay, I'll try to put on the show notes, a lot of like um, the, the specials that we have watched on a lot of these because if this is interesting to you I think you'll really enjoy those too
1: yes and we also have a new feature where you can go to to our website and you can leave us a voice message so we'd love for you to hear for I love we'd love to hear from you like what you think about this like any experience or anecdotes that you hear you have about cults we want to hear it all yes we
0: would love to like Play your clip, say your name, and like talk about it. So please do that. Yeah, right at our website, um, embodylove.me/intuitivegirls. Right up at the top, we would love to hear from you. Yes, let us. All right, let's pick this up, and uh, we'll talk next week about this. Thanks, Jay. All right,
1: bye. Hey everyone, Heather and I have an ask for you.